yesterday we were just medical students being taught by doctors. Today, we are the doctors. Which one of you is Dr. Arafin? Dr. Lily Arafin. Oh yeah, hi, that's, I'm Lily. Sorry, Dr. Arafin. I'm Dr. Hopkins, your supervisor. You'll be shadowing me today. Yes, I'm starting my cardiothoracic rotation as your junior doctor. I'm going to stop you there, Dr. Arafin. You may have received a stamp of approval from whatever educational institution you've sprouted from, but do not so much as think of touching a patient of mine until you prove yourself to me. And how am I supposed to do that, sir? Shadow. Dr. Arafin. Shadow. They say your university years are some of the best years of your life. Unless you're studying medicine, that is. The exams, the workload, the stress. It's enough to turn most people off, which is probably why they do it. Because it's not normal to do what we do. To put your hand inside someone else's body and fix it but I've never wanted to do anything more. Dr. Arafin, rectal exam, room 206. You're welcome. (gasps) Okay, not what I had in mind. You're a doctor, aren't you supposed to know how to do this? It's my first day. Great, and I get to be your first pincushion. I can get you some numbing cream if you'd like. I don't need numbing cream, I need you to do your job properly. Insert the needle, bevel up, angle of 25 degrees, bounce the needle until you see flashback. There! Pop over the plastic, and it's in! Just need to dress it now! My first cannula. Congratulations. And I have the bruises to prove it. Sorry, it's... Your first day, you said. So, do you know enough to tell me when the hell I can get out of here? Well, Mr Jenkins, your stitches seem to be healing. Your heart rate has been semi-steady since the operation, and your drain seems to be working. You did spike a fever overnight, so I've taken your blood for testing. We're monitoring your temp and giving you IV fluids. But if you keep on like this, I don't see why you can't... Uh, Dr. Arafin? Oh, hello, sir. A word? Outside? Do you have Huntington's disease? I'm sorry? Or perhaps Parkinson's? Early onset dementia? Uh, No, sir. Well, if you aren't suffering from any diseases associated with short-term memory loss, can you explain to me why you seem to have forgotten my very simple instructions? The patient just asked me a question. I was just trying to... (laughs) I'm going to stop you there. Until you don't have to try. Until you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you smile, you nod, and stall until I am there. Do you understand? Yes. Good. Now take his samples to the lab. Do you think you can handle that? Yes, Doctor. On average, your heart will beat about 115,000 times each day. So if you're one of those people who believe you're given a certain number of heartbeats in a lifetime, you know that you can't waste a single second. And I'm one of the lucky ones. I've known what I wanted to do since I first saw Christina Yang on my TV screen. Her determination, her competitiveness, her fearlessness... I would have given anything to be as brave as her. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Should have been looking where I was going. Don't worry about it. Thanks. You're Lily, right? Yes. I'm Dan. We 
met at the mixer a few weeks ago. Oh, oh yeah, Dan. You don't remember me, do you? No, I do. You were um, wearing the grey... Navy. Navy suit. See, I remember you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so sorry. Usually I'm good with faces and names, but it's a lot. Yeah. Heard you with Dr. Hopkins. Yep. Rough. What? No, we're getting on like a house on fire. You'd say on fire if that's what you mean. <laughs> hey, it's not that bad. What about you? Who are you with, Dan? Well, Lily, I am with Dr. Stevenson. No way. Yep. Sort of won the lottery with that. No kidding. She's like the best. Even better. She is the best. Dr. Arafin to the A&E department. Dr. Arafin to the A&E department. I think that's your cue. Good luck. I don't need it. Today is a good day. There's also other reasons your heart can beat faster too. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> it's the blood. I get queasy when I see blood and <sighs> there's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood, right? The body has approximately five litres of blood. This wouldn't even fill a pint glass. A pint glass? That's... Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. <coughs> Sorry, I thought that might help. Numbers help me, but apparently not everyone. <coughs> okay, if you don't mind, I just, I need to take a closer look at the uh, wound. Yes, so I'm going to assess the wound, check for any debris or glass or protruding bones. <coughs> so inside thoughts, Lily, inside thoughts. Okay, the wound looks deep, but it's clean. No debris, no protruding. <coughs> Sorry, it looks clean, but you are gonna need some stitches. But nothing some antibiotics can't fix. Good. Good. Just some antibiotics. And some stitches. And some stitches. <coughs> great. This is great. I know what it sounds like. A silly TV show made me want to be a doctor. But when you enter the cinematic universe of Seattle Grace Mercy West Grace Sloan Memorial Hospital... Oh, it is so much more than a show. It's pick me, choose me, love me. It's the fear of waking up after four years to find you are nothing more than ordinary. It's if you love someone, tell them, even if you're scared. It's be unstoppable, be a force of nature. He's not the son you are. Come on, he's not the son you are? No? Maybe it's just me. But I couldn't watch that show and not need to experience what it was like to feel someone's beating heart in your hand. Can you hold the doors, please? Thanks. <sighs> Dr. Arafin, why do you smell like... A vomit. Yeah, a patient vomited on me. A patient vomited on you and yet you still haven't changed. Well, I got lost and then I got really lost and then I realised you didn't know where I was so I was just on my way to collect the test results but then I guess I found you. Lucky me. Yay! So, do you want to collect the results together or...? I will collect the results myself. You will get off this lift on the next floor, take the stairs on your right to the fourth floor where you will find the staff showers and, hopefully, a change of clothes. Can't I get the lift to the fourth floor? Not if you want me to like you. What destination, Dr. Arafin? Find me when I can no longer smell you. When I was younger, I would watch the show imagining what kind of doctor I would be. 
Would I be like George, hardworking but ultimately doomed? Or Izzy and become too emotionally involved in my patients' lives? Or maybe Alex, a tough brooding underdog with a soft side under my harsh exterior? I could solve an unsolvable case and operate on a brain like Meredith. Or be like Christina, the obvious frontrunner. But being someone's errand boy, smelling of vomit, that wasn't supposed to be an option. I need some help in here. I need some help in here. Dr. Arfin, a little help, please. Dan, what's wrong? Oh God, Mr. Jenkins, are you all right? Dr. Hopkins asked me to check his temp. I just came in and he was clutching for breath and then started vomiting blood. Did you call for Dr. Hopkins? I've already called him. Okay, so let's just wait for him to get here. What? That's your plan, just wait? Mr. Jenkins, I know you're in a lot of pain, but I need you to focus on just breathing for me. You can't go on like this for much longer. I think something's seriously wrong. Um, you're sure we shouldn't just wait? Last night, I rewatched the first episode. Dr. Weber takes the new intake into the operating room for the first time, and he gives them the speech. A month ago, you were in med school being taught by doctors. Today, you are the doctors. He's getting tachycardic, Dr. Arfin. What should we do? He's your patient. Just give me a minute. Okay, he had an overnight spike in temperature. His <laughs> urine output has been consistent this morning. Oh, come on, tachycardia. Uh, have you checked his drain output? 25 mil. What? No, that was the number one I checked earlier. I need to check his wound site. Oh my god. He's thrown a clot, he's bleeding into his chest. Page Dr. Hopkins, now. The seven years you spent here as a surgical resident will be the best and worst of your life. Mr. Jenkins, when Dr. Hopkins operated on you, he left a drain in your chest for any bleeding. Unfortunately, <laughs> your blood has clotted and is blocking the drain. That blood is now pouring into your chest. You will be pushed to the breaking point. His blood pressure is dropping. He's tachycardic. Has a hematoma forming in his chest. His blood pressure is bottoming out. He has cardiac tamponade. What do we do? We need to remove the fluid from his chest. Here? Look around you. There's no time. He's going to die if we don't do this. I need a 16-gauge needle, an echo and ultrasound. And someone call Dr. Hopkins again. Say hello to your competition. We'll need to insert the needle closest to the probe, where fluid accumulation is maximal using the ultrasound. Yeah, there. Okay, do you want to do this or me? Eight of you will switch to an easier specialty. You do it. Five will crack under the pressure. Inserting the needle. Two of you will be asked to leave. Everyone, quiet. This is your starting line. This is your arena. Lily? I've nearly got it. How well you play, that's up to you. I did it. I did it. Oh my god. I fixed a heart. <laughs> Will someone tell me what the hell is going on here? Shit. Doctor Doctor was written by Lucy Hazard. Lily was played by Saroja Lily Ratnavel. Dan and Mr Jenkins by Ross McShane. 
Dr. Hopkins by Connor Dumbrell, and Jenny by Lucy Havard. Sound assistance was by Luca Panetta. This was a Guts drama for Seagull Productions. Mm-hmm.